The feel good start to your day. Coggo and Jules for breakfast. G'day, welcome to the first instalment of the Coggo and Jules podcast. Yep, if you catch us on the radio show, this is the spot where you might just hear some exclusive content that doesn't quite make it to the radio show. We've got Maxi Gorn on the podcast, uh, the great man, the Melbourne Demon Skipper. Uh, he's going to be in Bendigo next Wednesday night at the All Seasons. We had a great catch up with him. Plus, Cogo tells off his son for being a little bit too soppy for Valentine's Day. And my niece gets me into trouble in the workplace. There's plenty happening. Let's kick things off. With Max Gorn. Your local breakfast show, Coggo and Jules for breakfast, Triple M. Pretty sure. Big Maxie's there, Jules. Hello. Hello, team. Yes, coming to Bendigo. Um, can't say I've been too many times. I played a, some junior games there back in the day. What's the uh, where the Pioneers used to play? What's that overall called? Well, it's either Golden Square or Kui O, mate. Golden Square. Golden Square, yeah. Yeah, they played. Well, their home's there still as we speak. So, yeah, gee, that would have been a while ago, mate. Yeah, I did some good things on Golden Square. Um, <laughs> but, yes, it has been a while since I've been back to Bendigo. Oh, fantastic. Oh, Mate, uh, before we move on to footy, I just want to say a bit of the off-season. Exciting news for your little family. Maxie. I hear congratulations are in order. Yes, depends how you want to look at it. Um, <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of growing the family, yes, beautiful. Congratulations in terms of my last seven weeks. Um, oh, God. Yeah, they've, no, they've been good. I um. I became best friends with the oldest. Um, we're pretty much inseparable now. Um, and I haven't really had much to do with the seven-week-old yet. It's funny, Max. Anybody that tells you, you know, a lot of people do, they go, oh, mate, don't worry. You know, when you have kids, and that, it'll be fine. Not much changes. What a lot of crap that is. Hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, a lot. A lot has changed. More, I would say, from zero to one compared from one to two. I yeah. think one to two... Like you got to be home anyway to see to be with your kids types up when you have one. So you might might as well have two. But <laughs> zero to one, that's a big jump. You got to oh, yeah. get home from the pub early. You got to do all, <laughs> all sorts. Well, you got to survive. That's hard. Well, yes. surely not the pub. How are you fitting that in with preseason and nappy change and whatnot? Not only that, but yeah, captaining the great demons. How how what's the schedule looking like, mate? Uh, yeah, well, I mean that's famously where Goody and I caught up to have a pot. Uh, was at was at the pub, um, <laughs> and that's still I think that's still in the news that story. It but um, no, look, uh, preseason's going well. Um, we sort of got back into the thick of things in around December. Um, we had a nice little Chrissy break in there, and then uh, we've been going for a good month. Um, we're sort of into the intra club part now, so we're into games. Uh, so we got one tomorrow actually. Um, we'll play four quarters against each other with some help from a few of the VFL boys. And then we got Richmond next week, which is, um, has come around really fast. Mm. Max, one of the things I also really like about you as a leader is you've spoken up about the pretty uh, intense issues when it comes to mental health in the game. And there was one uh, that you spoke about when it comes to talking about the players and their stats. Can you talk us through uh, what made you speak out? Yeah, look, um, I mean, there's... It's kind of the buzzword in not just the footy industry, but um, definitely males aged sort of 15 to 30, which um, a lot of them do play football. Um, so it's, uh, I have a great sort of platform to speak, and um, it's certainly we've got three to four full-time staff that look after us in this space. So um, it's certainly very important, and um, I find it very interesting um, a lot of ways how football is reported, and in, in particular... 
um, the stat lines and how it's um, in the paper for everyone to read. And um, I mean, we we are paid to be professional athletes, and um, yeah. I think we are uh, we do need to have a little bit of a thicker skin than others. But um, in saying that, um, you don't have to be that person that has a thicker skin and you can still be a professional athlete and still um, wear your emotions on, on your sleeve. So, um, there's yeah, there's a whole lot of range of different I- issues. Um, certainly one that got us going uh, in 2021 um, was our ability to talk to each, each other um, from a performance point of view and then from a friendship point of view. So, um, I'm not sure if you guys have walked into many football clubs, but there tends to be a lot of banter. Um, <laughs> and I actually don't like that word banter, but it tends to be a lot of banter. I'm going to use it for the uh, sake of not knowing another word that mm. um, is a synonym. But, um, and we were using it in sort of a negative way. We were sort of getting into people for their performance or um, if you made a bad error on the field and kicked yeah. one out on the full, we would laugh at it. And that yeah. is, it's, it's just not beneficial at all. So that's one thing we have changed. And you can just see people are more um, brave and proud to try different skills and whatnot out on the training track and therefore in games as well. So there's little quirks that we've tried from a mental point of view from for the last couple of years. And it's interesting with that too, Max. It's um, talking to Max Gorn on Triple M. It's Cogo and Jules. I, again, we, we, we tend, if someone makes 100 in cricket, even in local cricket, you'll say, first thing you say is how many times you get dropped. I mean, you, you don't say about what, you know, how many sixes you got or four. Mm. So you're right, and it's a bit like driving out the desert and hitting that one tree. We tend to concentrate on the negatives. Uh, I digress. Mate, take us back though, Max, and, and this I may embarrass you with this. Did you not have a coffee shop in your backyard? Uh, you've got to be careful who's listening to um, Triple M Bendigo right now. Is there anyone from the taxation department? Um, no, we've we blocked them all, mate. We've blocked them. Okay, that's, that's good. But yes, I um, early days before coffee machines for every single household became cool. Um, so I'm talking about 10 years ago. Mm. Um, I was probably the only one that had a, a really good coffee machine in, in my house. And um, we had a little roller door that rolled onto the back of a little street in Richmond. And I just opened that roller door and I had teammates come in before training almost every day, including um, one uh, one teammate in particular, James Harms, who's now the doggies. But he would come every day for smashed avo and um, a coffee. <laughs> Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. We had a little tip jar, um, uh, and so you would just pay me for whatever you thought was necessary. Um, that would change. So Nathan Jones, who earned a lot of money, would give 50 bucks for two coffees. That was great. Um, where someone who didn't earn as much would probably give a gold coin donation for a coffee. So it would even each other out. But <laughs> I, had to, I had to stop it because I started to get a few locals um, that were coming in and a few just people that had heard word of mouth. And all of a sudden, I was a full-blown cafe in, in, my, in my backyard. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's why I stopped. Max, is that why we graduated to Wine Bar? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we went to um, one. I needed to make it a little bit more official and actually go through the council and get a permit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I've I've always been a hospitality man. My mum's in hospitality. Um, well, I'm not sure what you guys are like, but my mum was my was my hero, and anything that she did growing up, I just wanted to do. Yeah. Um, she was the canteen lady, and I thought that was the best job in the world, and I wanted to grow up and be the canteen guy. Um, <laughs> I'm now have higher aspirations <laughs> since then, not not dissing the canteen people no. out, out, nah. out there in the world. but You'd suit um, an apron. She, yes, correct. And so she's had cafes, so forever I've wanted to either work in a cafe or have my own cafe, and it ended up being a wine bar, so it's slightly different, but... Um, yeah, that's that's because I just wanted to be mum. 
I'll just tell you a quick story about my grandson, Max, which you, uh, I know the Melbourne Footy Club, like most others, are fantastic when it comes to people. We don't see that side of it enough when people are crook and they're Melbourne supporters, etc. My grans- uh, grandson had cancer a few years ago before he won the premiership. Um, all you guys, including you, mate, sent him a nice message, Christian, the whole lot. I'm, I'm an Essendon supporter, but I'm a bit more Melbourne now because of that. But he also got to run out with you guys at the MCG wow. when you came back. So on behalf of my family and my grandson, who's on the other side of it now and he's not in remission but he's not far away max uh, you are his hero he loves you his name's charlie he loves you oh that's a that's a beautiful story um i'm glad that he's going better uh, and it, it, it's it's rare to actually get one from christian how much did that cost you to get well, one from christian? we're still paying it off <laughs> that's good. The rest of us tend to do one just out of the kindness of our heart, but Christian tends to cost you. Yeah, no, it was great. And uh, again, we um, being an Essendon supporter, I thought, you know, oh, Melbourne, what a, but I found out that your club is, is very much a family club. Mm. If I can just jump in there too, Jules, we, as far as the premiership is concerned, um, does it, you know, like it was over in Perth, does it still, well, you didn't play one at the MCG, I suppose, but does it still feel pretty good, Max, to, to be over there? It was still a grand final, big crowd and all that. Uh, yeah, it's probably the answer that no Melbourne supporter wants to hear, but yep. it was honestly one of the better moments um, of my career slash life. I did have a baby about a month later, um, <laughs> so it's tough. If you ask Jess, she obviously says the baby was the best thing. She didn't play in the flag, though, so she probably doesn't have um, an opinion on that. But it really was just a great moment. I'd, and obviously, I'd love to do one at the NCG. I love the home of footy, and I love winning one in front of Melbourne fans. But um, one is very hard to win, and we were able to do that in probably one of the toughest seasons you could have um, in terms of COVID lockouts. And um, we hubbed for the five weeks for the, for the grand final. Um, we, we played a game against Gold Coast, which was phenomenal. We're, on a, we're flying up to Gold Coast. The plane ended up stopping at Brisbane Airport, stopped for six hours because Queensland were going in a lockout. And then we turned around uh, on the plane, went back to Melbourne and played Gold Coast in Melbourne at 11am oh, the next right, day. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy little stories like that. Actually, fun fact on that, on that six hours when we were on the tarmac, Christian Salem got Uber, Uber Eats. The Uber Eats driver drove to the fence of the airport. The pilot the pilot got out, got the Uber Eats bag and gave it to Christian Salem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, he got, his, he got his food. That's all that mattered. But, yeah, some crazy things happened in that year and um, how proud I am that our, that our team was able to come out um, on top. Um, we've tried the last two years and, unfortunately, um, we failed in the last sort of couple of weeks of September. So... Um, hopefully we fixed out a few of those quirks and um, we're able to go deeper into September this year. We're rooting for you, Maxie, and uh, your fam and all of the Melbourne fam that feels very much part of the Bendigo spirit here. So we cannot wait to see you at all seasons. It's going to be an absolute cracker and all the best for your 2024 season. Thank you. Yeah, pop down. Um, I'll get into a few more stories. I tend to be um, <laughs> I tend to be a little bit more... Uh, what's the word? risk yeah, risk. I tend to get into a few stories. I'll let, I'll let my feelings know of a couple of players and coaches that I don't really like. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So you'll probably get a good, a good draft. Don't bring the recorder down, mate. <laughs> I would have. Excellent. Maxie, uh, thanks very much. We appreciate your time. Togo and Jules for breakfast. Get more after this. Last night, well, I've got to press the button because this is important, you know. We, yeah, the oh, love. Last night, Valentine's so, Day. Mm. Well, it was actually, let's go back to yesterday morning. So I get a text from the young bloke and he's in a panic. He's in a Girlfriend, panic. Girlfriend's 22, Mackenzie. Girlfriend's okay. a bit younger, 20. Mm. And he says, Dad, can you pull some favours? I said, what oh, are you talking about? A shout he's, out on the radio. No, 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 none of that. <laughs> he said, 
I tried to get a you know a place to go to tonight in Bendigo. Oh, I don't want to hear about that. And I, <laughs> anyway, so she uh, she's a, a vegan, so there's not many things you can go on to, not many restaurants. Oh, you mean a restaurant? Okay, yeah. right. So <laughs> just get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> anyway, he said I I couldn't get anywhere. Is there any way you can ring Borcelli because they they have what she likes? And I went, mm. oh, I know Simon, I can try. Great Italian spot. So, Text him, no, nah, yep. booked out. Okay, and I said, bad luck. So he cracks the poo-poos and, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What he, am I going to do? He cracks it because he's not organised enough Correct. and on. relies on you to get a last-minute booking exactly. on one of probably the busiest nights. Yeah. So anyway, I was lucky enough. Simon texted me back uh, later yesterday morning and said, matter of fact, there's a booking for two. And I went, <sighs> mate, it's ours, 7.30 or 8 o'clock or whatever it was, 8 o'clock it was. Anyway, um, I couldn't get hold of him. He was asleep at 22. You know, you'd have to wait till at least 11.30 for him to wake up. So <laughs> I texted him and he, he rang back and he was quite down. I said, hey, how'd you go, mate? You, you happy? And he goes, oh, she now has to work till nine. Oh, no. I can't go. And I said, mate, I've just pulled every favour out of my bum to get you a date. <laughs> you know, a, a, a booking, a sitting. Why couldn't he just go to the dinner, get no. a takeaway? No, it'd be too hard. <laughs> So anyway, he, he says, can't go, so I had to cancel the booking I had, and oh. I eventually, I took his booking, which was great, so well done. And I paid, oh, by the way, so it's not cash for comments. I was going to say, so, otherwise it's very shameful, right? You you couldn't possibly do anything but take the booking, Cobra, and get all the credit for it for being Spot so romantic. On. That's what and I do. Your lovely one didn't know that it was a booking for someone else, was it? Yeah, as is, though, she says to me, oh, are you shouting? And I said, we've got the same account. <laughs> what? Of course we'll I'm shouting. We'll see come out of the same bank account, yeah, love. Spot on, sweetheart. Anyway, so he says to me, Dad, can I have the keys to Let's Chat Park? We've got the old VRO bowling club. And I said, why? He goes, I want to do something romantic for my better half. I said, mate, you've just stuffed the date up. <laughs> so he gets the keys. How's this? And then he goes searching for rose petals. What? Where? Well, In the garden? This, this story has not finished yet. And he's got a, a favourite <laughs> meal, right, rose petals. He's gone up the bowling ring. This is up Mitchell Street. And I yeah. put the, um, this is 9.30, I'll get home from the thing. I mm. put the um, the cameras on. Oh, of course. Ready for this? He's sitting no. in a, the middle of bowling rink one and he's made up a table for her. So you, but you're the creepy dad who's turned the video on watching his son <laughs> plan something for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Actually, never thought of that. Coggo and Jules for breakfast. Triple M. Coggo, the funny thing, you know, about us doing this job, Breakfast Radio, is that we have funny start hours and finish hours. <laughs> you know, uh, so we finish at 12-ish and then they would fit, that would be the middle of their day is what I'm trying to say, 11-ish. right? 11-ish. Yes. 11-ish. Sure. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> True. And yesterday I learned a lesson to never take a personal call, mm. <laughs> even if it's the end of your day, during professional time. Now, what happened was I was uh, working. I uh, was walking through uh, the open plan office yesterday, walking out, and Mum and Dad call me, and they not only call me, but they call me on FaceTime. And mm. I remember, oh, it's their day. They're babysitting my little niece Billy. Uh, she's two, almost three years old. And I thought, oh, you know what? I'll answer it. What's the harm in this? <laughs> uh, it will probably be a cute little face that pops up on my screen, and we'll say hello. She calls me Juju, Auntie Juju. It's quite cute. And I thought, yeah, why not? Aww. What have I got to lose? I'm walking out. No one's going to tell me off. I've, I'm done for the day. Walking through. Everyone's at their desks. And I forget that they're starting to do toilet training. Oh, no. <laughs> no, to do, do it. it. And so I answer the phone. And all of a sudden, you hear in the open plan office here on Lily Street, I did a wee, Juju. I did a wee. <laughs> oh 
<laughs> it was so exciting. She's very excited. Of course, I have to be excited for her too. Because you do. We're all encouraging in the family. This is a great thing. And all of a sudden, oh no, it's show and tell. We're walking into the bathroom together. Oh, and she thinks that maybe there's a number two. And I'm just like, can we just. To- Everyone's turning around from their desk looking at me, going, oh, turn the volume down quick, quick, quick. Oh, as a matter of fact, Coggo, I think she's, um, she's had a sleepover with mum and dad. So uh. I've learned my lesson from yesterday, if they happen to call while I'm on air a little bit later on, do not answer. Your local breakfast show, Coggo and Jules for breakfast, Triple M.